0: Tavis Smiley, in this hour, two uh, great conversations. On the B-side, Prince uh, has not just a rich musical legacy, but a philanthropic legacy as well, which includes Live for Love Charities, his former wife, Prince's former wife, Maitai Garcia, dancer, actress, author. Mai Tai joins us on the back side of this hour to talk about Prince's enduring philanthropic legacy. But we commence this hour with Sherman Dilla-Thomas who says that everything dope about America comes from Chicago. As as I said earlier on today's program, that's funny because Spike Lee told me the same thing, that everything dope about America comes from New York City. Uh, At least uh, in these 30 minutes, we'll hear the case for Chicago. Uh, Dilla, how you doing, man? Good to have you on.
1: Uh, very, very honored to be on with your brother, Tavis. I appreciate
0: it. It's my great honor to have you on. You heard me say a moment ago. You say Chicago. Spike says New York. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know where the truth lies. Uh, but, but talk to me about why you believe that everything dope about America comes from Chicago. Oh, I, c- I can eat
1: Spike up in that in two seconds. Okay. Okay. You ask, okay. <laughs> you ask uh, <laughs> Spike <laughs> Lee, who's his his mentor or who's the person he look up to. He's going to say Oscar Masha. Austin Shaw happens to be the first black person in this country to make feature films. He did it right here in Chicago yep. because he was a part of Pullman Porter, which was made in Chicago. Uh, Spike has probably been to a number of meetings in what we call Skyscrapers, the first one ever built in Chicago by a Chicago architect um the right now you and i are talking on the radio my man jack cooper is the first black on-air disc jockey in the history of this country and he did
0: that right here in chicago (laughs) and that was just 60 seconds of talking to you (laughs) yeah Uh, i I know i know you got more it is fascinating for me though uh people who, who are who are born and raised in chicago uh, and there, there, are, there are a few cities like this. New York, of course, being one of them, Spike, a uh, classic example. But for people who were born and raised in Chicago, they love Chicago. I mean, love it, love it, love it, love it. And even when they move away from Chicago, they still brag about Chicago. And wherever they move to, all the Chicagoans find each other and they start a Chicago club, uh, no matter where they live. What is it about Chicago that makes all these black people born and raised there love the city of Chicago?
1: well it's it's because we're we're the third largest city in the country, but it's still very condensed right mm-hmm. so unlike say like a New Yorker unlike l a you know you gotta drive twenty thirty minutes to get to another borough or in l a get to the other side of town. Mm-hmm. So you can pretty much get anywhere in Chicago when traffic is like in fifteen to twenty minutes, and so we're very much connected as a city, but you know just the our shared experiences uh, on the one hand is we're like the most segregated city in the oh, country, oh yeah. But out of that, segregation creates these neighborhood pockets where um, there's very close allegiance. You know, most folks in a particular neighborhood went to this high school. So we just have a lot of different connections throughout the city that connect us as one city. Uh, and then, of course, you know, living through the Jordan era, that gave us a, a bunch of pride. And then following that, uh, Obama's uh, historical election gave us more pride. Before that, it was the Harlem Globetrotters, and so the things we pioneer also, you know, give us a lot of civic pride.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm thinking as you were talking about my friend John H. Johnson. Speaking of all so many great things about Chicago, Mr. Johnson, of course, bought that building on Michigan Ave. As you know, um, and uh, built that Johnson Publishing Empire, Ebony and Jet. And I used to, I mean, as long as he was living, I, I would never go to Chicago ever. I'm in Chicago all the time for something. I love Chicago, but I would never go there without having lunch with him uh, on the top floor of the Johnson uh, Tower. Uh, on Michigan Ave, one because the price was right, uh, and two, <laughs> it was the best <laughs> lunch—the best lunch you could get because uh, they—they they had good food there every day uh, in his cafeteria. But I always go have lunch with him. And I remember him him saying to me on more than one occasion, he bought this beautiful, uh, he bought this beautiful mansion out here in Palm Springs. I'm in California. Of course, this program is right across the country, including in Chicago on WVON. But um, uh, he uh, bought a bought a beautiful mansion out here on top of a hill in palm springs and he's sandwiched between frank sinatra on one side and bob hope on the other side so here this negro out of gut bucket arkansas who's built this johnson empire buys this mansion on the hill between frank sinatra and 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 bob hope uh and i asked mr johnson how often he would come out to palm springs he said well tavis when i first bought the place i went out there a couple times he said my wife and linda go out there a lot more than i do i went out there a couple times tavis. he said but i realized that Every time I went to Palm Springs, I spent all my time on the phone talking to Chicago. <laughs> he said, "He said I was in Palm Springs, but I was missing Chicago so much. I spent all my time in Palm Springs on the phone checking in. On things back in Chicago, and I just realized I just love Chicago more than I love Palm Springs, and I just stopped going. Uh, and so uh, Linda and 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 Mrs. Johnson, Eunice, and 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 other family members would visit the house, but Mr. Johnson just stopped going because he would be in Palm Springs but wishing that he was in. Chicago Uh, as I thought about that but you were uh, sharing that story when we come forward I want to talk about um, Chicago as a cultural mecca Uh, talk about the food talk about the sports talk about the music talk about all the icons uh, that are from this city and talk more about uh, Sherman Dilla Thomas uh, being such a popular Chicago historian uh, and what he does to put his city even more so on the map you're listening to Tavis Smiley Unapologetically progressive. progressive. Unapologetically blind. Black. black. You're tapped into Tavis, Smart. Tavis Smiley. Smiley. More, or prevent More honesty than you can handle. More empowerment than you can imagine. You're tuned into Tavis Smiley. Tavis Smiley and Sherman Dilla Thomas who says that everything dope about America comes from Chicago. Um, Chicago really is, uh, Dilla, in a lot of ways, a cultural mecca. Uh, talk to me about that part, as they say.
1: Well, you know, I like to say that we're America's first baby, right?
0: Because
1: Mm -hmm. before New York, before there was a United States, there was a New York, right? Even before we did the Louisiana Purchase, there was a Los Angeles. But there wasn't really a Chicago as as we know it as the American city until, you know, America had fully become America. So we we get people get to try their innovations out on this new novel American city. Mm-hmm. Because of that, we we get a lot of different cultures anchored here. We have the only accredited Mexican American art museum, and because of our location, the Illinois Central Railroad. You know, we brought black folks from the south to the north via the Great Migration. We got more uh, black folks in our northern cities than any of the other ones. If you're looking at the numbers. And those black folks brought so much culture. You know, we got Ida B. Wells and Frederick Douglass, and they, they helped establish NAACP here. They helped establish uh, what we refer to now as the Urban League. There's, uh, you know, the only Puerto Rican heritage museum in this country is right here because of the Puerto Rican homies in Humble Park. We We have the only still-growing Chinatown in this country. Because the rest of the Chinatowns are kind of walled off by the Hudson River or, you know, the Pacific Ocean. But ours is allowed to grow because the old folks are moving out of Bridgeport and selling it to Asian-American homes. And so in all of these different enclaves, culture presents itself. And then uh, because these cultures kind of wall themselves off, they get to stay true to where they come from. I was just talking to a Polish gentleman. And he said that the Polish food in Chicago tastes more like Poland than it does in Poland. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and You know, so that's 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 that we've invented the Hibrito sandwich, right? We invented the Italian beef, we we you know, Chicago style hot dog, deep dish pizza, all these things they create themselves in these pockets of ethnic neighborhoods. Yeah. When you come, you know. When you come to Chicago, you could you could travel the world without leaving the city.
0: You know, one of the things I think makes a city great, and here's where you may you you may beat Spike on this again. Uh, that uh, everything dope about America comes from Chicago. There there are a number of things I think that a world class city has to have to be a world class city. Uh, you've identified some of these, but uh, in a place like Chicago, you have um, great food. You tapped into that a moment ago. You have great sports franchises. You mentioned, you mentioned Jordan, but the thing about Chicago that always cracks me up is even when y'all ain't winning, which is most of the time, let's just keep it real, even <laughs> – That ain't right. I, but it's true, but it's true, it's true, it's true. <laughs> now, now you, you, I mean obviously Jordan had a serious run but my point is and I'm not even being funny I'm not even trying to diss Chicago I'm saying this, this is love even when Chicago sports teams aren't winning it's still a great sports town and everybody still wants to go to the games and wants to hang out and and you got you, you got you got you got everything every major sport that there is has a couple outlets of course in the city of chicago so it's a great food town it's a great sports town you already mentioned it's a great walking town but it's also a great music town i was in uh in an argument not an argument uh i was in a conversation not long ago we were talking about new york and chicago uh and some other cities for that matter and Here I am, not even from Chicago, but I love the city so much, and I just started, you know, we got in this competition, starting to run down the list of all the great singers, all the great artists from these cities, and man, I was wearing them out running the list from Chicago. I mean, every genre. They they come from Chicago. It's like something in the water there. But but again, to be a great, I think, a great town, you got, you got great music, you got great sports, you got great food, all those stuff you mentioned. And Chicago has an abundance of all of those things, Sherman.
1: Not just that, but right with the entirety of our lakefront is open and clear to the public. Mm-hmm. You can't run the entirety of Miami South Beach. There's just a section that they allow the public. The rest is private. Mm-hmm. All 27 miles of our lakefront is open and free to the public. So not only can you get Michelin chef food here, not only can you hear live jazz, live blues, live jazz, rock music, rap music, but then you can jet ski in Chicago too, right? I can't think of another. Hey, 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 three, three, yeah, yeah, all of that.
0: Yeah, three, only for, for three months, <laughs> you can't can do it. You can't do it for three months. The rest of the time you ice skating. And now, now and since you went there, let me follow you. For people who love Chicago, even those who have left it, they love the city. They swear by the city. As I said earlier, everybody digs Chicago. But everybody who leaves that city will tell you the same reason they left, Dylan. you still there. Why you ain't left?
1: Man, now, it's definitely cold. Now, it it <laughs> is cold. There's a polar bear's toenails here <laughs> in Chicago. Hey, man, can't got nothing to say about it. They had that all-star game here. You should have seen all the people. <laughs> it, was, it was like two degrees, literally. And people was running from their cars to the venue. Yeah. But, it definitely gets cold here. That's for sure. That, I that, think that would probably be the only drawback.
0: But you know what's funny though? I think I've said this many times, and I'll see how this how this works on you. I've said many times that I think that 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 hawk, that, that 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 those Chicago winners may be Chicago's saving grace because that's the one thing that keeps more people from coming to Chicago is the cold <laughs> weather. If y'all didn't have that cold weather, man, y- y'all might be overwhelmed with people, man.
1: Yeah, that that's for sure. You know, so we, that it gives us a, a tourism break. That's that's certainly it. But even even outside of the winter though, I was just looking because I, I went to uh the Book of Hope at the uh Brooklyn Public Library I'm a real big J Z fan mm-hmm. and I was looking at the hotel rooms and they doubled the cost of what it cost to come to Chicago. Yeah. Like, you, you know, we're even more uh less expensive than a lot of places, man.
0: Yeah. Nope. It's a it's a great convention town as you know. Always conventions coming to Chicago. Um let me let me let me pivot for a second. I'll come right back. Um how do how do you respond to those? I, I just talked to your mayor, Brandon Johnson, uh, not long ago. Um, love love Brandon, known him for years, and I'm glad that he you know pulled that race out. Um, but this is a question, of course, he's wrestling with every day as the mayor of the city. Here you are, you know uh, the you know a sort of uh, de facto de jure mayor of the city. You're doing all these walking tours, <laughs> these historic tours. We'll talk about in a moment. Uh, these great tours that you do through the through the city of Chicago. But I am I, I'm I'm curious as to how you respond. Uh, as a resident, you ain't the mayor, so you ain't got to wrestle with it every day, to the crime issue. Uh, it's a great city, but there's always this nasty narrative in Ch- about Chicago vis-a-vis the crime.
1: You know how I, and I don't mean to be insensitive in the way that I answer it, because I think that uh, people who lose their lives, people who are injured by violent crime, it shouldn't happen, and they deserve some kind of justice. Mm-hmm. But I guess how I typically answer that is with a question. I take hey, Brother Tavis Smiley, if I owe you $2.6 million, and I tell you I'm going to keep fifty. Would you blink an eye? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: not at all. You're going to say, Rummy, my 2.5 million mm-hmm. nine hundred nine thousand right? Mm-hmm. And that's what Chicago is. We have 2.6 million people here, and on our worst weekend, 50 people may experience violence mm-hmm. now you put you put that in, in in context in that manner, and we're not we're not in the top 10 of any statistic as it relates to crime when you're looking at it per capita. And then the other thing is about our crime is it didn't just pop up in a vacuum, right? There are some uh, systemic things. We're affected very much by No Child Left Behind. That policy crushed our public schools. As we know, we closed 52 schools uh, about a decade ago. And that forced kids to have to start going to schools a mile away from they go to where they grew up. And when you go to school outside an area that you grew up in, you know, you're going to get bullied or issues are present itself. And then there are no elders who know each other Mm -hmm. to quash the violence. And so the other part of it is there are people doing great, great work to try to mitigate that violence. There are, you know, Ceasefire was an amazing program that for the first time in 20 years got the murders under 500 years. Mm -hmm. And then we got a Republican governor and he stopped funding it. We got a Republican governor and he took, he closed over 100 mental health facilities. We know that our houseless population suffers greatly because of mental health facilities, and, you know, we want to police the crime out, but we want to, don't want to address the mental health facilities. We don't want to reopen those schools in neighborhoods that would keep kids from crossing these arbitrary gang boundaries, which would keep them safe, right? We can't ignore the problem. Mm-hmm. So that's just some of the things that I feel about crime, but it, it certainly is far from what they make it out to be.
0: Yep. Why, why and I'm not, I'm not naive in asking this, but why is Chicago, you raised it earlier, why is Chicago still so segregated? I ask that in part because I travel across the country, of course, and there are many cities I've been to over the course of my career, and uh, and I, I, I've been doing this long enough where I can see the shifts that are taking place in certain cities. For example, here in L.A., South Central and as black as it used to be, right? Uh and there are other parts of this city I could talk about in LA and other cities again around the country that I have traveled to over the course of my career and I can see certain shifts. In Chicago, that segregation is stubborn. Why is it still so segregated?
1: Um, some of it's passed down, right? Right. You know, there's this uh there's certain neighborhoods that people feel like if they allow black folks brown folks into those neighborhoods and they'll lose their uh ethnic identity of those neighborhoods And so when that's told when the grandma tells that to the kid and the mm-hmm. kid inherits the property he's a little slow to rent to black and brown folks because he thinks that's gonna pull the irish out of the community or pull the polish out of the community mm-hmm. uh so, so some of that is an issue the other thing that uh keeps it very segregated is some of the policies um I, I would probably identify myself as a progressive but mm-hmm. uh the progressive party is terrible with messaging man like i don't know they can never give just a concise message and so it, the messaging of inclusion and integration with how they present it sometimes isn't, isn't palatable to to the business owners and to the people who who could integrate these spaces yeah. most of the time it doesn't integrate it flips right it'll go from one race of folks to another folk race of folks without them truly mixing. But in the origin, right, Chicago established it this way. Our 77 neighborhoods were named, numbered, and bounded by the University of Chicago's uh, School of Sociology in the 1930s, and they used the boundaries of the restricted racial covenants that were the law of the land here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So what I'm basically saying is like the dividing line of two neighborhoods was written in race. And so, you know, it, it, it that put in the system over the course of decades it may take decades to break it.
0: Yep. All right, so I'm watching my timer. I got about 5 minutes left, uh, a little less than that. Tell me about these uh these walking tours that you do since you uh obviously are huge uh and big on Chicago.
1: Well, yes sir. We I run Chicago Mahogany Tours. You can go on our website chicagomahogany.com. We do walking tours. We also do bus tours. We don't do any downtown tours. We'll take you to the North Lawndale neighborhood, show you the block that Dr. King lived on during the Chicago Freedom Movement. We'll take you to the Pullman neighborhood, show you the neighborhood that gives Labor Day its origins. And of course, we'll take you through beautiful Bronzeville, show you where Mahalia Jackson and Thomas Dorsey invented gospel music. We will take mm-hmm. you back to Muddy Waters' house. I'm the person. I believe that once a person knows the uh, history of a space, then they'll respect that space. And once you have respect, your perspective changes. a lot of our kids on the south and west side of Chicago don't know that they're walking on hallowed grounds. They don't Mm -hmm. know that Jim C. Travis was there. They don't know about John H. Johnson, right, and and the empire that he started. They don't know even that Red Fox went to high school here. So we just—I met a Chicago historian by the name of Tamil Black. He lived to be 102, and he uh, challenged me to keep this history alive, so that's what I'm doing. And I also tell these Chicago history stories on my uh, social media pages, TikTok and
0: Instagram. Uh, at 6 figure Mhm. Um t- tell me tell me why you accepted that that uh that entreaty. He 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 uh challenged you, uh asked you to consider keeping the history alive. Um uh, what what pulled you in? Uh probably
1: just the lessons of my dad. He's no longer here anymore, but my dad once told me that it's okay to be a copycat so long as you're copying the right cat.
0: Mm. So, <laughs> Mill
1: Black, you know, he went to school with Harold Washington. He went to school with john h johnson and i didn't want the stories that he told to die another thing my dad told me is that one day we'll all be dressed up real nice and in a pine box for the rest of time and so everything that you have inside you should leave on the outside of that pine box and if, if not me who
0: right mm-hmm. if, if not me who? yeah 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 um what do you enjoy most about doing these tours I love the expression on people's face
1: when I tell them something coming from Chicago that they, they were not aware, aware of or something that they, uh, um, you know, just that shock and awe that I get, right? Letting people know the first ever commercial cell phone usage happened in 1981 inside of Soldier Field. And then, but just the neighborhood origin stories, right? We're from these neighborhoods. We live on these streets that have names. We go to schools that have names and none of us ever stop to think about who is this person? Right? Why is this street named this? Who gave this neighborhood that name? And just just illuminating Chicago's past uh, helps us have a bright
0: future. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 how do you uh, how do you navigate the the question that Barack Obama had to navigate uh, consistently about the Cubs or the Sox?
1: <laughs> well, I, I you know I try to, try to be quite honest, right? Now. I'm a Southsider and I am a uh, White Sox fan, but mm-hmm. I'm also a Chicagoan and you know i'm raising kids in chicago so the better chicago does the better my kids are going to do so i ain't mad when the cubs win right when they win we get tourism we get a yeah. parade they get to ditch schools. so <laughs> i'm a socks fan but i ain't mad at the cubs uh
0: let me let me close by asking what what uh, how how do you rate uh raising a kid in chicago these days it's very tough. I'll be very honest, right?
1: Because of uh, some of the uh, issues that I mentioned a little earlier, right? Sure. You kind of got to really know where your kids are going to be. On the other part, it's a huge city, right? And so I don't believe in just boxing my kids in the neighborhood that we uh, we live in. We go to the north side. This, this is their city. They don't have to stay in one neighborhood just because of, this is where black folks stay. I want them to have the utmost respect for black folks in our history and our contributions. But I also want them to go to the Mexican hood, eat the best tacos in the country. I want them to go to Chinatown, drink the best tea in the country. We go ride our bikes on the lakefront. So we're really, uh, it's, 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 it's working out.
0: Shout out Mahogany Tours one more time.
1: Uh, Chicago Mahogany Tours, our website is chicagomahogany.com.
0: There you go. Um, uh, You heard uh, Dilla uh, say at the top of this conversation, he believes that everything dope about America comes from Chicago. I'm waiting now for my phone to ring from Spike so he can make his case for New York City. Uh, But for now, Dilla, (laughs) I thank you for your time and I'm glad you're doing these tours. All the best to you, sir.
1: Hey, likewise. Thank you. You're a legend, my brother. Good to
0: have you on this program. Thank you.